Today, you are going to be hearing a sermon from one of our ministers here on staff. We hope this word blesses you, and remember that we love and appreciate your time here. Now, let's hear what the Lord has for you today. you realize like God I asked you to remove this or you ever come to a point of your lives where you're asking for a miracle of a healing for somebody and it didn't turn out to be that way and it turned out to be the total opposite of what you were expecting and this is exactly what we're going to look in this story here is that this prayer or this request that is known in the book of John chapter 11. And I have a lot of scriptures to go ahead and read. And uh, I really am just going to preach through these scriptures, um, starting in verse 1, because it really gives us a real context of what our life is, of what we are facing in this life. And the way I begin to look at it is that everybody here has a Lazarus, uh, and we want to bring things, we want to bring these things together in God's presence. And starting with verse 1, it says these words, it says, Now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was in, from this village, uh, in the village of Mary and his sister Martha. Verse 2 says, This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick and was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So these sisters sent a word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. Have you ever said a prayer like that? Lord, I'm your favorite. How many, how many believe that you're God's favorite in this place today? Everybody's hand should have went up because we are his favorite. I don't know how God does it, but he is our favorite. We are his favorite. He loves us enough to send his son, Jesus, to die on the cross and resurrect for our sins. So I don't know about you, is that Jesus knew that every sin that we would do in life, he knew exactly what would take place in our lives, and he loved us enough to do that on the cross. To me, that shows me that he loves me enough, and I'm his favorite. Don't get confused on me now. And the way they bring it, it says, Lord, the one that you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end his life. No, it is God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. And let's stop there. Jesus is speaking already to the future of knowing that this death would not be the last of his life. The word Lazarus, if you know the study of of Lazarus, uh, it literally means one who God helps. Have you had, have you ever had a situation in your life where you truly messed something up so bad, but God helped you get out of it? Don't act like you're all perfect in this place here today. I mean, have you ever been in a situation where you created a mess in your life, but God got you out of that mess? It's something that you should have probably been in prison for your entire life. Uh, You should have been uh, dead by now. Uh, You should have 
been a lonely person by now, uh, but the mess that you made, uh, God delivered you. He set you free. He got you out of it. Uh, And that's what I'm talking about is that sometimes in our lives, we have created a mess within our lives, but he delivered us and took a place where he put us in a new situation of our lives. It's interesting to me that how God does that. And man, I mean, you look at that and you look at Martha. Martha is, is the homemaker. Mary is the good listener. So many jokes on Mary and Martha uh, that I can go on to. But and as Jesus was doing his ministry, he would always pick this place to, to, to go to Martha and Mary's house. And, and Martha would be the one that would cook him the tamales, chili con carne. She would be the one, the homemaker. And then Mary would be the one uh, that would just be there with Jesus and do listen to Jesus. And she would uh, be discipled by Jesus. She was the good listener. Uh, but, but, but for me, I mean, I, 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 I like people who listen to me, but I like people who can cook really good and feed me. Anybody with me? So I really don't know if Jesus was there for Mary or if he was there for Martha for the good food. Jesus loves visiting these folks. And he, he lived a, a few uh, miles outside. But when we begin to look at the book of John chapter 11, the, the need, uh, they needed Jesus in this moment. Uh, as Lazarus being sick, uh, he's being overtaken by the this sickness uh, to overtake the affairs of his family. And Martha issues a request for Jesus uh, for help. Uh, the Lord, uh, Lord, the one that you love is sick I think we've all been in the situation of our lives where we cried out to God and said God the one that you created the one that you handmade the one that you have chosen the one that you have saved many times uh, this person is sick uh, and that person may be somebody that you know but uh, I want to deal with the person uh, that you're dealing with that sickness you're dealing with something in your life uh, literally you're dead inside uh, something has put yourself uh, you're in a tomb and you don't see no way out of it Here is Lazarus. He is dead. He is sick. He's about to die. And I begin to think about this. Uh, I really like uh, how she says this. Uh, Everything up until this point of John chapter 11 uh, makes sense to me uh, to get Jesus there really quickly. uh, To make sense to me that Jesus uh, would listen to her request. uh, But something uh, begins to take a turn. In verse 5, now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. But verse 6 turns into an interesting that I don't can't make sense of it. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was at for two more days. Doesn't make sense to me. Because if you ever had a situation in your life, you ever had a situation of your mom, your dad, or, or someone who was very close to you, they call you and say, hey, uh, this person is dying. This person is about to go. Uh, what do you do? You make every arrangement in your life to stop what you are doing to make it a point to be there for that person. 
If Jesus loved Lazarus, if Jesus was uh, the one, if Lazarus was the one that Jesus loved, uh, if this was the situation, why? Spoiler alert, Lazarus does die, but he does come back to life. I just wanted to tell you that just in case you had to go home early. Or if you're watching online and you're watching two TV shows at the moment, I just want to tell you, in case you fall asleep. Have you ever given any thought as how people have different love languages in their life? I mean, we all have a certain way of showing our love, don't we? you've been married over 10 years you really know your spouse's love by now when you're married only for about five years it's you're still trying to figure out you know his love you're still trying to figure out your newlyweds you're still trying to figure out uh, his moods you're really trying to find her out if she's going to kill you or not you 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 you're you're in that mode but we're in this moment of our lives where, where our love language is totally different. Everybody has a different way of loving somebody. Uh, some family members, uh, they're just that lovey, huggy, dubby family. They hug and they kiss. Uh, you know, it's like, wah, wah, like and then you got those some families that show their love, uh, just slapping their kid in the, on the head or slapping them in the back, a fist pump or whatever it is. Everybody shows their love different. And I think this is what literally was taking place here is that Jesus loved Lazarus, loved Mary and Martha, but was showing his love a little bit different. Based on the many years that I've looked throughout the entire Bible is that God loves, God's love language is all about trust. If we can trust him, if God can look at us and we trust him, God is saying he loves me enough. If we put enough trust in Jesus, he is saying I love him enough. See, God loves you when you trust him 24-7. God loves us the most when we can be trusted and we often begin to think about love in so many different ways we want to compare God's love to answered prayers been saved long enough to realize that if I would base how much God loved me on prayers that I have said I wouldn't be standing here today because it's a 50-50 of all the things that I prayed for being truthful. He answers the ones that he knows that he needs to answer. Uh, So for me to have a good uh, marriage, a good family, a house, a car, a job, he has blessed me with all that. Uh, But the prayers that I asked to be a billionaire, he hasn't answered that yet. Just want to be real here. Right? 
So when you begin to think about this and you think about life is that we, we can depend our love or our action towards God uh, in a certain way of delivering and saying, God, if you can answer all these prayers, uh, then I'll love you. I'll trust you. Uh, what's interesting to me is that we find every day of our lives uh, that the difference between our job and God's job, uh, God's job uh, is to be in, begin to do a work within our lives. Uh, and our job is to trust him that he is doing something within us. The longer that you think about you can control your outcomes of people in your life, uh, the more frustrated that you'll get in your life. Uh, and I realize uh, is that you have to give everything to God. But everybody here has a Lazarus. The Lazarus is the thing in your life that made that, that, that formula of falling apart. That Lazarus in us is that thing in your life that has caused you to question the very nature of your faith. And this is exactly what is happening here. Mary and Martha are realizing, do you really care about Lazarus? Really? Where are you, Jesus? Jesus. Uh, you are Jesus, the son of God. Uh, there is a possible way for you to get here, but Jesus takes his time. And we learn that through the scriptures that faith really is the form of us believing that he's going to happen, that he's going to take care of us. Uh, and when you begin to think about all of these things, uh, the, the, the things that sometimes we, we try to manipulate God's love for us. Well, God, if you don't answer me, that's it. I'm not going to go to church no more. I'm not going to usher anymore. I'm not going to do any of that anymore. We try to manipulate God's love. God will not move just because we have a little uncomfortable situation in our lives. I realize that God will intensify the situation in our lives to see where our faith and our trust is with him. I don't know why he does that. I don't know why. I can't tell you why, but I've learned in my years and being a pastor and being a, a, a leader is that, uh, that, that even though the intense firing and the intense situation of your life, uh, he's not going to remove it away from you. It stays there to see how much we have faith and trust in him. Amen. I think that's the hard part for so many of us is that we want results right away. Everybody has something here that was supposed to be done, but it didn't happen. And we say this, if God, you really loved me, he would. If God really saw you, he would. If God is really strong like this, he would. If God had all the power in his hands, he would. We confuse God's love with the proof of the circumstance and the evidence that's taking place in our lives. Love of God is not always proven when we want all the blessings right up in front. This is exactly what is taking place here because Martha and Mary are sending a request to Jesus. 
What's interesting to me, and I got to bring this, uh, I got to speed this up a little bit because I don't want to lose time, but, but Mary and Martha send this message. There's no texting at this time, but if there was a text messaging system, if it was a, a iPhone process, if it was something that would relate to today, uh, Mary, Martha are texting Jesus on this group chat, and it probably be, could be uh, the favorite sisters. Uh, it's time titled the favorite sisters uh, and uh, they're texting Jesus blowing up his phone Jesus is ministering uh, and he has his auto reads on uh, and he reads it but he doesn't reply has anybody got frustrated that someone read your text but never responded I think the slang terminology on that is on red where basically you read it but they never responded does that ever make you mad does it ever make you upset I know that Jesse, I know you read my text I know you read it but man can't you just respond back I mean, I'm talking to, to Apple people here, okay? You see the dots. You see them. It's like, it's like the, they thought about it, but they didn't. Amen. But they didn't even see any dots. All Jesus did was look at it. That's all he did. To me, that would frustrate me. That has frustrated me. It's like, come on, how simple is it? Uh, with an Apple phone, you could just double tap, uh, thumbs up, heart, explanation, thumbs down, whatever you want to do. Jesus, can't you just do that? Isn't that how we treat Jesus? Jesus, I'm calling out to you. Jesus, please give me a sign. Please give me a thumbs up. Please just give me a heart. God, at this point, just give me some dots that you're going to respond to me. I don't care if it's now, next week, or next month, but God, would you just give me some dots that you are going to respond to me, that you're going to get to text me back, that you are going to deliver a message to me? But Jesus doesn't. And Jesus left Mary on red. And that's quite frustrating for her. She builds anger. She's upset now. I'm going to say this a hundred times because everybody has a Lazarus in us. Something that God was supposed to do for you, but he did not do it. There's a Lazarus in us that uh, something had posted or something should have happened, but it didn't happen. What I love about the Bible is that it gives us uh, the insight uh, of what is supposed to take place in our lives. Uh, when you begin to look uh, at John chapter 11, uh, all the way through verse 3, uh, it's the one that you love. And it's important to understand, uh, not only did Martha cook for Jesus, uh, but she also worship Jesus verse 7 says then he said to his disciple let's go back but rabbi they said a short while ago the Jews tried to stone you and you're going to go back 
Jesus answered them, are are there not 12 hours in a day, daylight? Anyone who walks in daytime will not stumble, for they have seen the world's light. Verse 10, it is when a person walks at night that stumbles, for they have no light. After he had said this, he went on to tell them, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm going there to wake him up. Verse 12, his disciples replied, Lord, if he's asleep, he will get better. I don't know about you, but this makes me mad here about his disciples. Uh, I mean, this is Jesus' job. He is telling them, this is what is about to happen. Well, Jesus, why are you going to waste your time? Why are we going to turn back? Uh, He's just asleep. You said he's asleep. Then he's going to go ahead and get better. Uh, I don't know about you. Uh, I have never second-guessed the judgment of my pastor or my leader. Uh, If my leader tells me something, uh, I'm not going to second and ask him because he has wisdom. He has knowledge. And these disciples should have said, whatever you want, Jesus, we're going to go ahead and do it. Verse 11, after they hit, they went. Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm going to go there to wake him up. His disciples replied, Lord, if he's asleep, uh, he will get better. And then Jesus said uh, he had been speaking of his death, but his disciples thought that he meant a natural sleep. Uh, So then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. Uh, And I'm here today to tell you uh, there is something that is dead within our lives. Uh, And some people have literally said uh, he's just asleep. He'll get better. Uh, He'll get rid of his addictions. Uh, He'll get rid of certain things in our lives. People don't understand until there is that circumstance in our lives. They don't know what an addiction is unless they've been in an addiction. They don't know a circumstance if they've never been in that circumstance. So I'm here today to tell you, if you're dead in something, if you're dead in a situation, and you're in a tomb, I'm here today to tell you that Jesus is looking for you. He He'll get there to your destination uh, on your time. Uh, He'll be there uh, when he says he needs to be there. And he'll tell you to get up uh, when you need to get up. Is this good for you? Thank you for the one amen. Verse 15, I'm going a little bit faster here if, you don't, if you're okay with that. And if you're sick, I'm glad I, I was not there so that you may believe, but it will also go with him. Even this Lazarus in us, and let me, let me stop there for a little bit, just because when you begin to think about this Lazarus that's in us, We come to this point of our lives where we have this difficult situation of our lives where you think that that's what you'll always be in your life. See, we're coming to a close of a new year, of a a year, and we're moving into a new year. 
And when you begin to look at a closing of a year and going into a brand new year, many of us have saw ourselves different of how we started out this year. Uh, well, some of us, we really got to pinch ourselves because we never thought that this year would go that fast. And we say that every year. We say it year after year after year. So I'm here today to tell you, stop saying that. I'd stop saying that. Uh, the years are going to go faster. Our times are going to get faster. We're going to get younger uh, and we're going to get more hair. And I just believe that with all of my heart. Uh, but I'm here today to tell you, uh, some of us have come to a place of our lives uh, that we're tired of being dead in a situation. Uh, we're tired uh, of being in a tomb. Uh, and here is Martha and Mary. Uh, they understood uh, that their brother was sick, uh, that he needed to be healed. Uh, he needed to be touched. Uh, but they knew uh, only one person uh, who could bring healing to them. Uh, they understood that there is only one man uh, that can raise him uh, from the grave. Uh, when you begin to look at verse 17 uh, on his revi- re- uh, 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 rev- uh, on his destination, uh, Jesus found that Lazarus uh, had already been in a tomb for four days. Uh, but I begin to look at that. Uh, Jesus understood uh, something uh, very powerful. Uh, I don't think Jesus understood that he was that sick. Uh, well, maybe he did because he is Jesus. Uh, I just believe that sometimes in our lives, uh, we don't think uh, we're too far off in our sins. Uh, We're not too far off in who we are. We think that we got it together, but we don't got it together. And this came quickly and approached Jesus because now he's been dead for four days in a tomb. Now everybody's talking, everybody's saying things, everybody's talking about Jesus, everybody's saying things. You know how it is, well, family talk, well, if you've been in church all your life, you've been a Christian all your life, you go to church, we never see you, how can you not healed by now, why are you not married by now, I mean, come on, really, all those guys there and all those girls there at your church, uh, really, you ain't married yet, you haven't found anybody yet, you know how gospels are, you know how people are, well, you know, I'm just saying this is what happens here. Martha is upset. Who wouldn't be? We see in verse 21, it says, Lord, Martha said to Jesus, uh, if you would have been here, my brother would have not died. Uh, but I know now God uh, will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again, Martha answered. I know he will rise again, uh, again in the resurrection of the last day. Uh, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Uh, the one who believes in me and will live even through they die. This gets so much better. We all have different ways of dealing with disappointment in our lives. Because we do say to Jesus, if Jesus, if you would have answered my prayer a long time ago, Jesus, if you would have done that, Jesus, if you would have done that, Jesus, if you would have just heard my prayer, I wouldn't be this far off in my addiction. Stop blaming Jesus for what? you can be set free from. We all have different ways of dealing with it. Martha went out to meet Jesus. Mary stayed at home. 
And some of us jump uh, into to bed in, in, the, in, in disappointments. We sleep our way through. Some people uh, do crazy things. Uh, some people just cry and people do different things. Uh, we understood uh, that Jesus wept. We understand that. Uh, but I'm trying to speed this, this story up a little bit because I need you to understand something. Uh, is that the most godly prayers that you can pray is the most honest prayers that you could ever pray to God. Uh, so no matter no matter what you are facing, no matter what you are going through, he is listening. He is right beside you. He's right there listening to you. Even if you're in a dead situation, even if you feel that you're in a tomb, even if you have lost everything, and it's okay if you lost everything because God can restore everything. If you lost everything, you pray to God and say, God, restore what I have lost and this is exactly what we see here in the word of God Mary and Martha are crying to Jesus if you would have been here if you would have listened a little bit longer if you would have just heard my prayers my daughter and my son wouldn't be far off Jesus if you would have just brought all of us to church my kid would not be on drugs they would not be in jail but I'm here today to tell you God has a certain way of showing his love, showing his mercy, showing his grace, bringing us to our knees to worship him. Something takes over, Martha, that I hope that will take over us is, is the anger that she had within her because she was determined that Jesus would bring her brother back to life. Some of us really just got to get to a point in our lives that God, we got to be angry at ourselves, angry at the situation, but not only that, get mad at the devil and tell the devil you're not winning this battle. That's where you got to come to a point of your life is that when you begin to look at verse 22, uh, but I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Even though I wish that uh, things are different, uh, but Jesus says, I will do things differently in your life. At this point, Jesus is still at the gate. Jesus is still there in verse 28. After she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here. And he is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. Verse 31, when the Jews had been with Mary in the house, comforting her, notice how quickly she got up and went out, and then they followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb and mourn. What I've learned in this situation, at this point, to this point, Jesus is still at the gate. He will stand where you need him to be. He will stand at a distance until you are willing to let Jesus close enough. 
Get this with me because Martha was angry at Jesus, uh, but she still received the miracle. Perhaps uh, we need to work uh, at a praise of our lives. Uh, Maybe some of us in this room here today uh, just need to thank God uh, with an angry, upset praise uh, and say, devil, uh, I'm worshiping my God. Uh, I'm praising him, uh, but I'm mad at you. Uh, I'm angry at you, uh, but I'm praising on the inside and the outside because my God uh, is about to do a miracle. Uh, My God is about to do something new uh, and you don't know what's going to happen, uh, but I know deep down inside uh, what's about to happen. Mary and Martha sensed something in their lives. Uh, They sensed that something was about to happen. Uh, Verse 32, uh, we begin to look. uh, When Mary reached the place where Jesus was at, uh, she saw him. She fell at his feet and said, Lord, uh, if you would have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Uh, When Jesus saw her weeping, uh, the Jews had come along uh, weeping and deeply moved in the spirit. Uh, Where have you laid him, he asked. Come and see the Lord, they replied. Woo! Mary fell to his feet, not in the sense of worship, but really in the sense of frustration. And when Jesus saw her pain, now he began to participate what was about to take place. God, I wish somebody would get this and my piano player would come out. My keyboard player would just come out. (laughs) The Lazarus in us is not only that God gives us a miracle in desperation, but he also says that he is with us during the pain of our disappointment. When was the last time that you kneeled at the altar with frustration? When was the last time that you prayed in your prayer closet uh, in frustration of saying, God, uh, I'm tired. Uh, I'm tired of being dead. Uh, I'm tired of being in the tomb. Uh, I'm tired. I'm tired of this. Uh, this is what Jesus now, uh, he began to see her pain. Uh, now he begins to participate in her pain. Jesus then asked Mary to take him to the tomb. God, that's what's so good. Jesus now says, Mary, take me. Take me to the tomb. Jesus gets there. Now now I'm just going to paraphrase. It's there on the screen. Jesus gets there. What's amazing to me, Jesus can do everything. Am I right? He could feed the 5,000. He could do all kinds of things. But what's interesting to me was when he gets to the tomb, he tells people, roll the stone away. Why? Would he go ahead and tell somebody to roll the stone away? You're Jesus. Uh, You're the head man. Uh, You're the one with the big muscles. You're the one that could stare at a stone and roll away. You are Jesus. You could do whatever you want to do. Jesus wanted to see what type of faith uh, that people had around them. Uh, Jesus wanted to see uh, who's with me. Uh, If you're not with me, uh, get the step in. Uh, 
I'm about to do a miracle. Roll the stone away, baby. Something is about to happen. Can I preach this a little bit right now? Jesus is looking and saying, roll the stone away, buddy. Roll it away. Tell me where Lazarus is at. Tell me where he's at. Show me where he's at. The stone has been rolled away. And now Jesus says, Jesus has been walking. Jesus has been traveling. I know deep down inside he has been saving his vocal cords. He has been saving every energy to show the enemy you didn't win this time because he is about to do a miraculous miracle and all of a sudden what Jesus does he yells out Lazarus get up Lazarus get up and Lazarus stands and moves Jesus is counting on us to have enough energy to tell the devil alcohol be free chains be broken porn be broken lust be broken all of these things all of this desperation fear doubt be gone in your name Jesus you need to speak it to an existence and say Jesus let it rise raise me from the dead I don't know who this was for But this Lazarus in us says to this, you don't always, you do not always get Lazarus back, but you get something even better back. I'm here today to tell you, some of you are going to pray to God, say, God, remove something. God, heal me. God, take me. You're not going to be the same person. 